This is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is for the Latter Day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and awaken class. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy you're here. We're also happy that Caden is back because. Oh, I'm so happy. It's been a long time without you, bud. How was your cruise? Uh, well, I got pretty, pretty fat, fat. in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no shame. All you can eat buffet. Well, I mean, maybe if we're thinking about the word of wisdom, it was in a bad way. Uh, I did not eat meat sparingly. I ate it very uh, non-sparingly. <laughs> uh, but it's oh, okay. No. I'll get back on track. I'll repent. I'm going to lose this fat. Yeah, you got to start doing that portion control. It's kind of backwards. Yeah, I gained like a pound a day for the whole time I was gone. So that's good. Really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of food. You didn't hit up the cruises gym at all while you were there? Uh, no, but I did take some ballroom dance classes, did some rock climbing. Uh, I was I was active still. That's awesome. And remind remind us, where did you go again? Uh, all through the Caribbean. So we went to Grand Cayman, Mexico, uh, Belize, just some random places, and then back to Florida where I hopped on a plane and. Made my way back up to the Great White North. Nice. All these places just remind me of the importance of creation and how lovely the world is. And wow. uh, nice. <laughs> just just all these beautiful locations that can be found on Earth. That's cool. Um, Keaton, how was your week? It was good. We had a reading week this week, so I... Nice little break. A, yeah, we went to... Kayla's parents for a little bit and did a little baby shower there last weekend and then just kind of hung out and I know Brayden you as well were playing the uh the new Fallen Order game so that was that was a yeah, bit Star of my Wars time is, as well yeah, studying Star of course Wars has as well entered my life recently again for the time being <laughs> yes uh but yeah no it was a good week I didn't get as much studying done as I wanted to but oh well yeah, I mean, either. You know, a lot of things were working against me. I was going to write a paper me. during my cruise. Yeah, I don't yeah. really think that's the point of reading week, unfortunately. Yes. I think that is the point of reading <laughs> week. Kind of it the just point. never actually happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, this lesson uh, was something that I read during the week, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, Braden, did you tell us how your week was? I didn't. Uh, it was did good. We, we actually, I visited with doing. my... Yeah, I, I visited with my older sister and uh, her husband and... My niece, we uh, we did a little bit of a cruise ourselves down to the uh, mall, though, and we <laughs> <Nice>. visited <laughs> we uh, we visited marine life and stuff. So we got to see like the sea lion and stuff. So my niece loved that. That was cool for her. Um, like saw turtles and stuff. So uh, although it was all behind glass and we didn't necessarily get to touch any of the wildlife. Or not wildlife, I guess the like, <laughs> I guess they're domestic. Life. Yeah, the very domesticated <laughs> like, life. Yeah. Um, well, although we didn't get to like swim with them or anything, it was very uh, magical for my niece Charlotte. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, it was a lovely. Yeah, time I rode a dolphin, them. so that was kind of sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would guys. rather spend time with my two-year-old niece than your fake dolphin friends all right oh yeah i heard uh i heard in the last episode of i was listening to it that you were planning on driving me home from the airport thank you for remembering (laughs) so sorry that i didn't follow up with you my parents actually took care of it yeah Um, uh 
no problem, man. I'll, I'll wait. I'll so you sure didn't that. actually go and pick him up. You just forgot, and so did Caden. Well, I didn't uh, forget. I just never texted him because I thought he you had. Thought already... I would text him. Well, from and my I understanding, would have if yeah. I needed him. We were good. We were... Well, from my understanding of like where the group chat was at and stuff, like you had it figured out. Because I think you talked about like, oh yeah we're landing at like 9 40 or whatever and then you didn't say anything about a ride and then I, sh- I guess i should have been like oh so you need me to show up at 9 40 but then yeah it's it's whatever don't worry no, about it worked it. out it's fine we're still i friends. just wanted to express my gratitude uh for your willingness to pick me up well that's uh that's kind of the import- importance of this lesson actually uh be ye doers of the word not and not hearers only be doers is like, well, love one another. Uh, you need a ride, I'll give you a ride. You need someone to remember that you're coming home a certain day, I'll remember that you're coming home a certain day. <laughs> I know it goes into it but a little But you weren't a doer this time. Yeah, I know we can go into it. I Hopefully we can go into it a little bit deeper than that. But uh, I think that's a good start, right? Um. Yeah, so this one's about James. Uh, and I'm a little bit disappointed. I mean... I shouldn't be because it's a, a fun fact, but it starts out um, under the who was James. Uh, this was like a something I read somewhere on my mission, and I used to share it with some of my companions, and I thought it was like this super cool, like unknown fact, um, but here it is in the lesson. So there goes my fun little tidbit of knowledge, which is that James wasn't um, like the apostle James, but it was actually James the half-brother of Jesus, which I think is really neat. And that was what you were disappointed to hear? Was that you weren't the only one that knew that? Yeah, I, I liked being, I liked having my, my little bit of knowledge. Like a little bit of like a, a spiritual And bomb. I saw that this lesson was on James, and I was like, oh, sick, I gotta drop my knowledge bomb, and then I read through it, and I was like, ah, well, <laughs> yeah. there's I'm gonna tell all these people It was a James little bit is. of a humble smack in the face for uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my, the, the, my humility aside... <laughs> still a fun fact still it's very true. interesting that uh it's about the son of mary or that it was written by the son of mary not jesus but his half brother james yeah i think it's funny that they say half brother it's like it'd be it's kind of obvious that he's not like the brother brother especially that since jesus is called the only begotten but they still just say half brother anyways cuz that's pretty like it's obviously accurate but it still just kind of sounds like a bit dads, of a diss man. yeah they got very different fathers yeah I think it's very literal in that sense. Yeah, we just don't um, know how that worked out. Though, um, so right? then it goes on. Well, yeah. you see, Keaton, when a mother and father <laughs> love each other very much... Um, Braden, no. you should not be having this conversation. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think okay. we're going to cut this part bad. out, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, so then let's just move on here. So do we go straight into this heading, or is there something else we want to talk about with who James was? Well, now we're fine. I love. I like. Okay, fine. Keaton's got something. So, well, it just it talks about obviously James one five, and it just first starts off with. Sometimes just one verse of scripture can change the world, and yeah, that's like James one five has impacted all of our lives, of course, since that's the one that Joseph Smith read, when he first started to look around for different churches and things like that. So yeah, I just like among us didn't share that on our own missions when teaching people, right? Yeah, it's like, well, Joseph Smith saw this scripture and he's like, "Yo, 
I'm going to ask about it. So you should too. Yeah, it's the first scripture where you're like, see, we believe in the Bible. See, see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, this one verse of literally you're right. I thousands. Over that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's that's true. That is cool. Sometimes just one verse of scripture can change the world. And I, I would argue that there's plenty. There's plenty of verses that you can find because so many people get inspiration from all sorts of different things. Um, Definitely, yeah. Like, especially with, like, general conference being a thing in the church, how often is it that uh, an apostle or a prophet will, like, bring something up from a scripture that they read, and then that just kind of becomes, like, a, a giant trend um, for, or like you know, the church. like, their 20-minute talk. Yeah, like... Um, like the eight Bs or the whatever they are, the six, six Bs. Bs, yeah. Be Hankley. Well, and then another one was, like, uh, Flood the Earth with the Book of Mormon. Right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that in DNC or something? And uh, who made that a big? Benson. That wasn't Hinkley. That it was, was Benson. Benson. Yeah, that was, that was a time Benson. And uh, yeah, that was a scripture that kind of changed the world. World, I think, as far as rocking the saints into like, yeah, let's just get the book everywhere, kind of thing. So I think of stuff Benson's like that. Like arguably one of the most fly-looking prophets we've ever had. Fly. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him, I'm like, man, that guy was classy. Stone cold. When he was in the Maybe government the too, era, but while he was an apostle, yeah, he was, he was the, in the uh, government. Is... Agricultural guy, right? Yeah, exactly. He was That's helping out cool. with that. Um, and so I guess, like, you know, everyone's got their favorite scriptures, but there's definitely scriptures that you can act on that aren't necessarily your favorites that, yeah, can have a giant impact on not only you or those close to you, but like everyone, right? Mm-hmm. if you let your voice be heard and i think that's a that's a part of why the lesson is called be ye doers of the word not hearers only because if joseph smith wasn't a doer and the fact that he listened to the words of like oh if any of you lack wisdom um let him ask of god right so if he only heard that he would just you know pass it off until next uh time he met with a congregation or something uh but because he became a doer yeah, and he prayed uh and look what happened it. yeah look what happened well and that leads really well um, into the the second section as well since we've already talked about who was james that patience patient endurance leads to perfection though i guess specifically i mean just about patience in general like joseph smith had to do a lot of work he had to have a lot of patience as he was trying to find the truth right it didn't just come to him right when he heard that scripture he didn't receive all the revelations about the church and things like that true yeah. and and even so when he had a vision and then it was how long again until he you know had another visitation or whatever yeah, and then exactly. like how long it took for him to get the plates like it was like a matter of years before he was able yeah, to actually to take back, like, every plates year home for 7 mm-hmm. years before he could have them right yeah that's absolutely true was it, it 7 years for, holy leads. I thought it was, uh-huh. was it seven or four? I thought it was like three years from the time yeah. that he found out that they existed. Wow. Well, I could be should, wrong. Uh, yeah, we should know this we should stuff. do our research. Well, I think it's <laughs> no, seven. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, I feel like seven years was the timeline from when like the Book of Mormon was actually like printed or something. Oh, but yeah, think, that might be the yeah, case. Yeah, I think he, he went back three three times or maybe four times to until he actually brought the plates home with him to start translating. And then you know, something happened and he wasn't able to translate them for a time. And then by the time they were printed, yeah, I, I think as far as our timelines go there, we just got to relook into it. But I think the seven years isn't. Oh uh, yeah, it was four years. It was four years. I looked it up. Okay. 
So Angel Moroni directed him. This is Wikipedia, by the way. Ah, yes. Perfect. Ever looked up a fact reputable. on Wikipedia? Hey, Wikipedia is reputable. But here we go. Uh, the Angel Moroni directed him to a buried stone box. He said that the angel prevented him from taking the plates, but instructed him to return to the same location in one year. He returned to that site every year, but it was not until September 1827. So from 1823 to 1827 that he recovered the plates on his fourth attempt. My bad. Very Four nice. Y'all were right. Four years. Okay. And then the Book of Mormon was printed in 1830, right? Mm, so three more years. Yeah. So seven years there once. Perfect. All right. I had, we're I had not as, right? Yeah, we're not as nope. dumb as <laughs> we think. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay. So what, what point were you getting to there, Keaton? Oh, just that he had to have patience and he had to endure through a lot before he even knew what he was looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And that eventually led to, well, perfection in some sort, you know, perfection in in trying to live the word of God with exactness. Well, you're trying to like be a doer the church, of the like word, right? Perfection in establishing the perfect church. Yeah. Or something. Well, that, in, that's uh, in James chapter one, like right before uh, that scripture, James one, five, if any of you ask, uh, let him ask of God. Um, I just butchered that. You did. But... Uh, <clears throat> anyways, James chapter 1, verse 2, 3, um, says, Know this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I think that that is an, an underrated scripture. Mm. And the fact that it leads into what Keaton was just saying about how Joseph Smith had to have patience and he had all those trials and tribulations. You guys were talking about um, the pioneers in last week's episode and all of their trials and tribulations and hardships that they had to go through. No, I'm going to read the verse again. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works with patience, I think that that is one of the major reasons that God gives us trials, right? He right. gives us opportunities to grow in other ways, but specifically, um, as we learn in James, that it's to grow our patience. Um, well, and, and on top of that, it says in this paragraph here, like, um, the very idea of patience may seem unpleasant, like unpleasant. And like, that just, it's true. Like not a lot of people like to wait, especially in today's day and age. I think it was Uchtdorf who they quote here that talks about like us wanting what we want and wanting it now sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we know what we want and we want it now. Uh, they go on to quote that um, talk somewhere, somewhere in here, but it's, it's basically like he hits the ha- like the nail on the head right there with the fact that well how many uh i was just going to say how many um like allegories does christ give or uh not allegories analogies what's the other word for that analogies kind of thing that are about patience right parables boom there you go thanks keaton coming in clutch uh there's like the seven virgins that one's all about patience right who uh light their light their lamps too soon because they weren't patient enough or whatever mm-hmm. there are so many allegories um, and parables that can be if you think about them being about patience they apply very very well yeah uh patience and action kind of like what we were saying like and uh if if we go off of what you were saying 
Caden, before with using, that was James 1 verse 3, right? Mm-hmm. If you read James 1 verse 6, right after it, uh, I believe that's the one talking about faith unwavering. I've got it pulled up here if you want. Yeah, yeah. Go but ahead. let him ask of faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Mm, right? So so that's where you worketh. Oh, why am I saying worketh? <laughs> that's where you work your faith, right? Um, in order. So, yeah, you've got, you, you've got to be patient, exercising faith, as well as doing, like, the actual action of, you know, exercising that faith in order to you know, hope for things, I guess, not just listening and, and waiting for like the right time, I guess, like, because if Joseph just waited, I'm sure they wouldn't have just been four years. Like if he skipped one of the days that he was supposed to go back, I'm sure consequences would have been there. Not yeah. I really like, much. like, oh, this man, James is all full of great stuff. Verse four as well is great. It says, but let patience have her perfect work that the her isn't necessarily important there, but her perfect work. Patience is the yeah, patience is the her, yeah. Um, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So to me, at least, what I get out of that scripture is kind of, you know, it takes the time to perfect stuff, kind of like a diamond. It takes a long time to, you know, crush it, or well, not crush it, but give it pressure. The, the pressure, the, yeah. the heat, the patience, yes. the time that it takes. Well, it's funny because all of these that we've been talking about leads perfectly into the next little heading which is faith requires action right so after we have that patience after we have the time to sit and reflect just like uh brayden was just saying every time joseph smith had to go back to try to get the plates like he was being patient for that entire four years but he was still he wasn't just sitting idly by doing nothing he was working every day right like he was studying and and trying to to prepare himself to be worthy to get the because that's one of the reasons why he wasn't able to get them is because he wasn't at a level where he he would have been able to carry forth the work properly, right? Right. So not only was he being patient, which he was, but he wasn't doing nothing. And it says faith requires actions, just like we all know. Um, well, just as we all learn in church and in our in our Sunday school meetings, right? Like faith without works is dead. And Joseph Smith, even though he had to exercise patience, doesn't mean that you do nothing. He had to be doing action. He had to be working on himself, working on other things, preparing himself in other ways while being patient regarding specifically the plates. So your patience helps prepare you, but doesn't mean you're doing nothing. Right. And, and, and when you're doing that, you're actually demonst- demonstrating your faith at the same time to others. Right, like how often have you been asked? Um, let's see. Let's see what's a good question here. Yeah, how how often have you been asked to like hang out or something on a, a Sunday at like a sports game? Or I'm trying to bring it down to like super easy examples here. But and then you're just like, like oh, I can't. I gotta go to church. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. what? You you go to church? Like what? What's that about? And you're like, oh yeah, I spend you know this amount of time at church, and I actually have a calling or something. I have, I go to say like, oh, I go to a ward council or I do like a ward mission leadership um, training or something like, hey, who knows, right? Like whatever you you do for that, you realize like, oh, I don't get paid for this, um, but this is my calling in the church. And because it's my calling, uh, like, and I, if I work at it or I, I magnify it and I, I'm demonstrating my, my faith to God or I'm helping this well-oiled machine kind of keep going. 
even when people are like, oh, well, can't you just blow it off? Like, there's no repercussion there, is there? And you're like, yeah, technically, you know, no one's going to Nobody's going to die if I don't dead or something. Like, yeah, like, no one's, yeah, no one's yeah. going to suffer miserably. Yeah, who knows? You never want to deal in absolutes there, I guess. But, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to demonstrate how you um, live your life, I guess, live your faith to others and it's it's funny how easily you can demonstrate it just by like doing a calling or doing something for nothing right like essentially whenever i'm trying to think of a calling where you're like just yeah almost every, yeah every calling you're just doing something for nothing other than you know i i know there will be blessings other coming in blessings yeah like i know blessings are coming in but it's not like oh i'll do this because i need a blessing specifically this week right it's not like we have specific blessings that we're like working towards while you know uh doing chorus during or something up that's what it's called right course conducting or whatever <laughs> yes, chorus conducting would like, be uh, that. fine i'll go i'll go be the greeter this week but only because uh i'm getting you know, i i need that big bonus at work yeah yeah it's like like you see what i'm talking about there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> So the next heading, the words I speak have the power to hurt or bless others. Um, I, I love James. James is a fun book to read. Um, it's full of little tidbits of gold. And this, uh, so in James 1, verse 26, um, it, it gives us, it, I'll just read it. It says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Basically what it's saying is if you're preaching that you're religious, but then you go and, you know, you're rude, you're mean, you put others down instead of lifting them up and helping them come closer to Christ, basically, you know, you're not really religious. Right. Practice what you preach sort of thing. Yeah, you got to have integrity. Turn the other cheek, baby. You got to yeah, be truly virtuous rather than just doing it for a show. <laughs> Which hey is, look i'm helping this guy i'm helping this guy with his gotta driveway. gotta gram this hey, you know gotta post yo, you, on you the see gram. this <laughs> you see this i'm helping I him hate that. yeah oh man so his much. life is so hard do you see what i'm doing for him right now i'm yeah. giving him this this is look at all this stuff i'm giving him because his life is hard right now are you catching well, this there's hey, get, get guys, i just gave this there's guy a macbook okay yeah, there's Whatever. there's lots of posts today too and president Uchtdorf, well elder Uchtdorf has talked about this where a lot of people just do stuff just so they can post it online. Like, um, I've heard it joked a lot more when it comes to like working out or something like that, where like you technically didn't go to the gym if you didn't post about it online, <laughs> which is always a yeah. joke. But it seems like in some days it's the same way for going to the temple. It's almost like, did you really even go to the temple if you didn't post about it? And I think that that kind of mentality is is kind of negative. Like it's it's makes yeah, you're right. It makes totally it really easy for thing. other people to compare themselves to you and say, oh, well, I'm not as good at getting to go or I'm busy, so I must be worse. When in reality, that person just happened to post about it. And not that they meant anything bad about it or it just, yeah, it's not yeah, really necessary. We're being, like, yeah, we're nobody needs to know that you're spiritual. Nobody's going to think of you differently now that they know that you went to the temple. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. all about the principle behind why you're doing it, which... In most cases, I think people are probably good. I can't judge that, but 
Well, and and you also have to remember, like, we are still encouraged to do stuff like that, to, like, yeah, post about it and stuff, because, like, that's exactly. still very wholesome posting. Like, Great it's, point, yeah. Yeah, like, like you, you have to understand, like, I'm not going to delete all the Instagram pictures I have of me at the temple. <laughs> well, we have one you know, Brayden, like, yeah, Brayden, you do have some other, of... you are trying to, you know, do some other things with your life, you know, like... Posting about the temple is important. You want people to know that you're looking mm-hmm. for a temple like, marriage, but, right? But yeah, so. that's that's the thing. Like, there's that's the main thing. Ah, like yeah, it's it's not like a grade, like a fine line or anything between the two because yeah, all, definitely your motive is important there. But it's still important to have a picture of the temple or whatever, like what, like whatever. Regardless, like if you're still st- technically serving someone or you're still technically well, doing it's, this, it's so personal but it's just the too, fact that like, right? like when whether you find more enjoyment. In the fact that you get to read about, read about it the next day because people are talking about it, that's where it's kind of wrong. See, um, I think what Keaton's trying to say is when we talk about faith without works is dead. Keaton's just saying that the works of your faith isn't posting on Instagram or whatever that you went to the temple. The works is that you went to the temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The important yeah. thing isn't telling people that you're doing it. The important is, the important thing is doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. And like and that's kind of what I was trying to get at there is there's this idea that you know, you can be in the moment of something. Say like you're at a concert, right? And you are you're listening to the concert. You're there live, but you're recording. I've got a we've got a friend. We uh Cohen. Shout out to Cohen. Uh I I go to so many concerts or or music festivals with this guy. And uh I never see him pull out his phone to record the people on stage. I'll I'll pull out my phone and record some stuff. And his ideology is like I'd rather just watch it live and be mo- like be in the moment than like talk about it to people afterwards on like a crappy screen that's not going to um catch all the audio or like catch everything the way I want it to be done. And it's cool cuz he knows that sometimes people find more enjoyment in what happens afterwards with what people think of the fact that oh what you went to this concert like that's crazy i'm so jealous or whatever than actually having yeah, gone to the then than actually having went. gone to the concert right like like yeah. there's a difference there of you know oh what you got to go to the temple like i wish i could go to the temple and being like yeah well you wish you were temple worthy or something like that's <laughs> that's really bad but like well, and, i'm just saying right yeah. like no one's gonna be out there and be like oh yeah well i'm temple worthy you're not uh like deal with it sort of thing i get that but yeah, I, i'm I just think, trying to i'm trying to draw that line for people to understand what i'm trying like illustrate the idea of you know you need to find enjoyment in being there yourself rather than finding enjoyment of what others think about you being there yeah and i think it's important for us to say as well that it, it really is just so personal the reasons why people do what they do and so it it's wrong for me to kind of come out swinging and say that in most cases it's it it's unnecessary or bad in any way just because yeah i I don't know what people are doing. I don't know what they're thinking in their head. And so, yeah, quit, quit trying to offend everyone. You yeah, I know. You're doing a real good job of offending well, and, our listeners. And the I'm thing kidding. is, I, I've done it myself. You know, I've posted about going to the temple, and I've definitely done it sometimes in a way of like, oh, yeah, like, like I know in I'm the past. I'm worthy again. Everybody <laughs> needs to know I can go to the temple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I can talk on Sunday if anyone needs me. Worthy. Well, Remember, yeah. Right here. It's it's just <laughs> one of those things that it's like, yeah, you just personally, you just got to make sure that your reasons are right. And that's well, pretty and, much all you can do. And that's why it's saying... We can't judge um, anyone else. Patient endurance leads to perfection, right? 
that's that's the whole idea of it is that yeah while you're just kind of going through this this sort of like oh i'll just remain worthy and i'll keep doing whatever uh, keep on demonstrating my faith or like demonstrating the actions involved in uh, being a doer and not just someone who listens it's important yeah so, um, sorry, were we still? T- so we kind of got off track, but I think those were great points. But we were on the words, the words I speak have the power to hurt or bless others. Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to, I was trying so to bridge I, it yeah. back. Yeah, well, we bridge bridge it back where yeah, we're just kind of talking about that the things we do can you know kind of hurt others and they can damage even ourselves. You know that we can hurt ourselves by the things that we do, and that's kind of what I was getting is the things that we post can either damage others or in in a sense damage ourselves because we're playing to that you know prideful part or we could be playing to those kind of things so yeah no absolutely right and you said it great when you just said it it's all in your intent right yeah mm-hmm. if your intention is pure then you know if you offend somebody that's not really your fault yeah i'm surprised it's actually taken us this long to or maybe i just didn't hear you guys but to actually have the word pure intent show up in the conversation I'm surprised it took us that long to get around to it because that's <laughs> unless did someone say that earlier do you mean like real intent or yeah real intent real pure intent, intent pure in heart no like good intentions like i'm not posting that i'm going to the temple because i want to rub it in all my friends who can't go to the temple's faces but i'm posting about going to the temple because it's good for people to see you know a temple of the lord in mm-hmm. their feed yeah. amongst all of the negativity and stuff that's going on. Whoa, right? what totally. castle is that? That's interesting. <laughs> like, the oh, castle actually, of it's Jesus. A, yeah, it's not a castle. It's a, there you go, missionary experience. I remember one missionary. time somebody told me that they thought the temple was a golf store because they thought the mm-hmm. guy on that. top was using a golf club. I don't remember who it was, but it was quite funny. It was somebody in high school. I remember that too. I mm-hmm. think I was there. That's maybe. hilarious. Maybe no, I was gonna say maybe it was you, but no. Yes, yeah. no guys. No, the, definitely not me. Gold golfer <laughs> up there. That's weird. Yeah, he's swinging Man, that super golf high. Golf must be very elite. <laughs> His technique is um, awful. Well, the uh, talk about pure intent and stuff. It gives us a good scripture in Doctrine and Covenants. Okay. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants one hundred eight seven. It says, "Therefore, strengthen your brethren in all your conversation." in all your prayers, in all your exhortations, in all your doings. Um, so if you're posting about the temple with those intentions, then power to you. Heck, even if you're posting about the temple in a way to rub it in your friends' faces that they can't go to the temple, I think that seeing a temple in your newsfeed is uh, still probably a good thing. Well, yeah, I, I think we're focusing really heavily on the, the temple example. But I really, yeah, it just in general, there's so many things. Um, one great example of doing things just in a great way is one of our listeners, Jacob. I think he he knows who he is. Um, I don't want to say his last name just in case he doesn't want us to. But he he just constantly posts scriptures. Like he's in high school, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, he just posts scriptures and posts and he asks his followers questions about the gospel. And you can totally tell that it's 100% genuine, that he's really just doing it to to help himself and to help others and not help himself in the bad way, of course, the good way, obviously. Oh, just grow his strength, grow his faith. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't helping himself like Caden was helping himself to yeah. seconds and thirds <laughs> yeah, on the cruise. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, part of that is like knowing the background. Like you, you guys both know Jacob, I'm sure, like, um, Braden and I were in a play mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. last. Uh, well, shout last out, fall, Jacob. I think. 
Yeah, I was too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that the one? That was the play like two years ago, though, right? Seven brides. Who knows? Was he not at Seven Brides? He totally was. I'm, I don't know. I can't. I, maybe he was definitely in. Um, I Music know. Him. Man, That's though. the point. The point is, I know who he is. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Jacob, for what you do. I love it. It's a great example. Yeah, I see it in my feed all the time, and exactly what you were saying, Keaton. It's just a. Uh, you can tell that the intention is pure. You can tell that he's doing it just to, you know, help himself deepen his knowledge about the gospel and understanding how other people, you know, feel about their faith. And, you know, there, nothing negative has ever come from sharing in a, a positive and, like, good environment about your faith, right? Yeah, and, and not it's to, like, toot thing. our own horns here, I guess, but, like, that's kind of the point of this, right? It's, you did it. You tooted our horn, Braden. Well, yeah. no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you did a really good job, and I admire us for doing this. I think what we're doing is excellent. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I am saying is, like, we're, this is a selfless act on our parts to just do better for ourselves, and then whoever wants to listen can just come along for the ride or say they just stick around for one episode, and they're like, yeah, I should make a change, and then they do their own thing and never listen to another episode again. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and even like but, now we have a, a certain amount of listens that's like a pretty decent number that we are pretty proud of. And initially... Yeah, did you see the, the award we just got for it? We, we got, got a little... Award? Oh, yeah, we got another little badge. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we and, a, and we I remember badge. when we first started, we were, well, at least me, I was like really excited about the amount of listens and things like that. But as we've kind of continued, first off, the excitement has kind of faded away a little bit. And second, it's just, that's just not what it's about. I think as we continue to do this, we're kind of really feeling out what its purpose is in our own lives. Yeah, it truly is just about reading Come Follow Me. Like, I I drop everything I need to do, not only to talk to you guys, but to read the scriptures, guys, to get into it. Yeah, well, and last last weekend, I was saying I was with my in-laws, and my father-in-law asked me what the Come Follow Me was for the next week, and I was able to say... Oh yeah, this is what it's on, <laughs> and I just at at, the, at that moment I was I was probably feeling a little bit proud because I was like, yeah, oh go. yeah, I knew the answer. Oh, I'm good. I'm in the good books now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, my father-in-law loves me now. My father-in-law of, loves me now <laughs> because Dad? of this podcast. <laughs> just kidding. It prepared me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this is this next topic. Like, I'm done with this heading. I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> But I'm kind of just so run, I think I'm this. running out of stuff. Yeah, I'm Jeez, done with this. Your words one. have the power to hurt or bless others. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Wash yourself. Lesson learned. Um, but I I was reading the next heading, and I like love this. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, I should love all people regardless of their circumstances. Um, I love this for a few different reasons. They might be different from you guys, but I spent a lot of time in a third world country where, you know, the circumstance was just poverty and I grew to love, like, I don't know, I, I'll say like I lived a fairly privileged life in Canada. I think we, we can fairly say that, right? I haven't, I haven't had to um, grow up wanting certain things that like were necessities. Like it's like, I've always had a right. fridge. I've always had a a stove. I've always had a washer dryer. I've always like just random, like, I guess, um, 
furnishings or something in the house to make it super easy for um, listeners' sakes. But, like, I've always had these privileges in life and, you know, the freedom that comes along with living in a place like Canada or, or the States or wherever else is, you know, in a free environment or country. And then to, like, go over to a third world country and realize that people are just as happy as I ever was um, with without all of that. And then loving their way of lifestyle around, you know, having to, I guess it's not cutting corners, but having to, like, come up with different ways of getting their everyday water sources or their everyday um, cold food or something. Like, so it, it's just cool. problem solving? Yeah, <laughs> problem solving in the third world countries <laughs> yes. is what I'm about. No, uh, yeah, it, it was just cool. And um, that didn't change my outlook on people back home at all. I I know I kind of got into it with like my older sister once because she was complaining about the dishwasher when I first came home. I was like, oh, you don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you have, oh, it makes noise. That's a problem. <laughs> I was like, well, you're going to complain because our dishwasher is making noise when it's on? Okay. Yeah, and you just say, I but... <laughs> came home with a hole in my leg. <laughs> yeah, my my hands were always soaking wet from the amount of dishes I had to do by hand. That's no, that's that's a different story. But um, Oh, yeah, your hands like, were wet from like the it can be, It can be difficult to, like, recognize just how rough some people have it and, and to, like, look past those things and still just see them for who they are rather than like taking pity or something like God isn't saying like love people because you have to take pity for them. He's saying like, love them for who they are. And it's like, when you embrace that culture, I, I loved those people because of who they were, not because, Oh, they only make so and so like so much money a day. They've got all these expenses, right? Like I was loving them for who they were not because, Oh wow. Like you should feel humbled and like, really try to understand how they go through it like they're still people and um we (laughs) yeah it's just it's it's interesting to think that i've got so much affection for people like now like i just love children of god i guess that's what i should say um brayden i'm not trying to downplay your experience but i have a question for you sure so you're talking about loving people who are in like less fortunate circumstances than you um which you know, it is easy to, to take pity in a situation like that. Um, but regardless of their circumstances, let, what if it was, you know, a ultra billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Or even, even when you came home and your sister's complaining about the dishwasher, uh, you had just fallen in love with this people in this culture who didn't have those um, kind of things that make your life easier, right? They didn't, they, it's a third world country. Their life is more difficult. And then you see your sister complaining about the dishwasher. Well, in in these moments, I think what this scripture is saying, it like it's easy to, I don't know, hold on. I had to regather my thought. So in that moment, so you just follow, like learned to love this humble people in the Philippines and you come home and your sister's complaining about um, the dishwasher not working. So did you love her in that circumstance as well? I'm not taking you like as a specific example. You don't have to answer that. I'm just talking about the theory of 
yeah, no, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Less fortunate than us, but also it's important to love people who are maybe more fortunate than us. Who you know, maybe they have a, a large inheritance, or you know, they have all their education paid for, and we have to work for ours. Mm-hmm. We have to well, rather than a, a job while we're in school, and then a job during the summer, or whatever your situation may be. Yeah, right? and and I think that's largely like why you know I I haven't talked to my sister since. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Yeah, we. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we're still fighting to this day. No, I love um, the dishwasher. No, yeah, uh, I talk to my sister a lot more actually. Um, but that's besides the point. I I see what you mean there. Uh, I think when you brought up like the billionaires, like someone who's like even more fortunate than you are, right? Like, is it now envy that you have towards them, or is it like whatever? Like you love people for where they are they're at, and I think. Um, uh, I don't want to say like my respect changes because I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But like I, I still have a lot of respect for people in third world countries. But it's also like a different kind of respect that's still loving towards people who are more fortunate than I. It's not like, oh, I respect them because they're super rich. But it's like I respect them for like what they've been able to do in the time that they've been here. And then I and I see past like riches or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Like. It shouldn't be this hard to explain, um, but I still bring it down to a level of like, even if they were a bad person, one-on-one, if I was in their presence, I wouldn't just be hating on them, I don't think. Like, I don't just hold hatred or, you know, resentment or envy in my heart towards people, uh, regardless of their situation. I think that's the point behind this heading, is like regardless of whatever circumstance like yeah you can be kind of upset or frustrated or um annoyed i guess i could say i was annoyed by my sister it wasn't a huge thing but i was kind of like oh you have no idea right um i think yeah you can like in the moment i guess like you can kind of have that feeling but it's it's not something that's going to reside with you forever like i'm not going to meet someone who's super wealthy at like a gas station or something and then just think about them for the rest of my day like oh man that guy is so rich and doesn't deserve it or anything like i'm just yeah i I would just move past it i think yeah i just yeah like just understand whether it's greater or less than us yeah that's all i was getting at no and that's fair like it's important your your example was about the four but i think yeah you you want to make it both sides yeah we're more fortunate (laughs) yeah absolutely and like yeah, you can. There's a lot of leaders in the church who are very super fortunate, and it's not. I don't. I don't. I love them because of what they're doing with the church, not because like, oh yeah, like he's so, you know, fortunate <laughs> or something. Or even I'm gonna take this in another direction. So in nursing school, we talk a lot about having um, empathy um, because you know we'll have to do a lot of things to a lot of people that we don't necessarily agree with. Right. Like, for example, um, in Canada, we allow medically assisted, medically assisted death. Right. And whether you personally agree with it or not, um, like I wouldn't have to do it if it's if it bothers me. But legally in Canada, if somebody requests it, we are required to provide it in a kind of way. Right. Um, doesn't mean I have to personally do it, but it's a service that has to be provided. In like a controlled uh, or, manner or something. Or what if, you know, I'm treating somebody who's in prison and they've killed X amount of people and they've done a lot of horrible things. 
and then they, you know, get cancer or something and they come and they're having a really hard time. As a nurse, you still have to have empathy towards the person in their circumstances. You have to kind of ignore the things that you disagree with in order to provide um, the one-on-one care that we need to grow and heal from our from our pains and problems. Um, so taking that from a nursing perspective and applying it to a regular everyday perspective, like James is telling us to do, love people regardless of their circumstances. It doesn't mean we have to love the murderer for killing people, but it doesn't mean that we can't love the murderer for being a child of God. Human. I, they I still think there's deserve a... our love. I think there's a phrase, it's like, uh, separate the artist from their art, right? Not to say, like, murdering is an art form at all, by any means. That's horrible. (laughs) But, like, it's like, yeah, you have to separate, you know, there's obviously some sort of motive that you don't want to take into consideration of your love for someone. Like, I don't love someone because their motives are good or, or, or bad. I love someone because, like, it's just expected, like, human to human love is supposed to be a thing right or interaction is supposed to be had with uh some sort of you know heart involved or love loving involved otherwise you're just never going to embrace anyone and every every interaction is going to be a negative one and what god is saying is exactly what you're saying Caden. like regardless of you know whether it was a prisoner or someone who is like on uh in the hospital right that that you have to worry about like you have to understand choices are choices, but you can't judge someone pure, not judge, I guess, but like you can't choose to just not love someone because of mistakes that they've made or have yet to make or something like you got to just love them for who they are, but that you can still love someone by wanting them to be in prison or getting help, right? Like there's still a way to love someone by restricting them from doing certain things that are harmful. If that makes sense. I don't know if I Keaton. (laughs) Do you have anything to say? No, I just, I think we're kind of going a little bit in circles, but, but yeah, Yeah. the main thing is just, we love them no matter what, because they're children just as much as we are. They're human just as much as we are. Although we can be upset at people from time to time. We, we always just have to, succumb to love in the end like we always need to take a step back regardless yeah and i i do think there's a lot to think about there in that um as a disciple of jesus christ so like as someone who's actively choosing to follow god or follow jesus christ's teachings it's important that i should i should love all people yeah right? I, like, I, I think expected, the other but... the other important thing to state is that really nobody's perfect here either even mm-hmm. the apostles, they're not, they're imperfect, you know. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Though I guess like they they do have a calling to serve the church, and and that perhaps might keep them from translation. But generally, yeah, everyone here is imperfect with a lot of the same stuff, and a lot of that I think is negative thoughts, either about ourselves or about other people. And so you're not the worst person in the world for thinking it. We just all need to continue to try. Yeah, you need and, to persevere and be patient. And it says in this paragraph right here under that heading that even if you say say you are thinking about that or whatever, uh, the Lord has promised that it will help us see where we need to improve in order to 
you know, better love others, I guess, regardless of their circumstances. At the beginning of the paragraph, it talks about how uh, James warned the saints specifically against um, favoring the rich and despising the poor. Put that in any of the examples Caden or I gave earlier. And it's just like, Jesus will help us, or like the Lord will help us improve where we need to improve in order to better show our love for those kinds of people, I guess. Yeah, and, and personally, sense. I've found something very helpful to help get rid of feelings of negativity for towards other people is pray for them. Pray for your mm-hmm. enemies. Um, oh, where is that scripture? There's pray, yeah, praying for your enemies. Pray for those that it. despitefully use you. Yeah, okay, okay. Here we go. Third Nephi 12, verse 44. Behold, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father who is in heaven, for he maketh the, his son to rise on the evil and the good. So yeah, do all the good things specifically for those people that you have trouble with, and then you'll be brought to the understanding of the Father. But yeah, on that note, shall we close? Yeah, I feel like we've had a little bit more silence as of the last couple of minutes. So I think we're yeah we're running out of things. Down. Well, there's a lot to contemplate at the same time. Like I know there's certain people I can improve on, you know, showing my love towards more. Um, it's but it's important. And it's always hard. It's important like, as it's we're a hard reading thing this. To do. Like one big part of studying, obviously, is pondering. And when we're kind of discussing this, we we lack sometimes that time to personally ponder the lesson. And so yeah, so I think it's fine to have those little spaces. Maybe we'll add this because it's them got anyways, that rapid but... fire, like that snap, 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 snap. Yeah, uh, it's it's just well, a giant lightning round. For yeah, all definitely of us. for you. So uh, this is what I think. Yeah, I, I have like motor mouth. <laughs> I'm just, I just go off fine. all the time. Yes. Well, but we still love you. We still love you. Thanks. Right. I know we a lot pray of people. For you. A lot of people despise me for it, and actually, it's very unfortunate. Not kidding. (laughs) Just ask for all the listeners' love. That's right. Heartfelt prayers. Um, Yeah. So that's awesome. I I enjoyed this lesson. Yes. Thanks. Thanks again for uh, for sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to add before the end? Uh, Yes, I would like a special thank you to my good friend Spencer Robson for our intro and outro mm-hmm. our podcast theme um, super super love it super love you and thank you for subbing in for me uh, while I indulged in a vacation I'm just glad he's gone I'm happy Caden's back <laughs> Spencer I love you I'm kidding yeah we love you Spencer <laughs> alrighty All right. well yeah we'll see Thanks you guys next week alright bye bye, bye.